It's Tuesday the 27th of July and it's time to get your grin on with the Grincast. Here to discuss the world of gaming from the past week. I'm your host Rhodes and joining me today is Ace. Hello. And Winks. Hey. Hello. Very different this week because I'm in charge because we don't like you anymore Ace. After you hosted for the past month straight we clearly got sick of that. Literally doing anything to get rid of that apparently. Um, Plenty to talk about this week. New games. Bad things. Um, but as we always do, we will start with what we've been playing and we will start with, I get to pick this week, so you can't drop it on me. So I'm going to, I mean, I'm picking between two people. It's a 50, 50. I'm going to pick wings. Go on wings. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I've played a lot of games, but, um, I haven't played anything concrete. Um, but I've started playing this one game called Unearthed You, um, one i'm reviewing so i might not be able to talk about this week but next week i'll dish in but if i sound tired it's because it essentially tells me when to wake up in real life it's like a wellness app game and it like gives you little tidbits of you know advice and stuff but yeah literally there's there's one prompt where it tells me to wake up to watch the sunrise which is cute on paper but uh twice in a row now i've woken up too late and like at 5 a.m which apparently the sun doesn't like has gotten up before then and then i just fall asleep in my chair and then i wake up at like eight and nine i'm like oh that's i could have been in my bed but you know i'll i'll, I'll push through it <laughs> um then i also uh played a bit of um sega's olympic games tokyo 2020 the official game without knuckles and um I I would love to talk about that, but I think I think Adam would want to talk about that since this week. I hope maybe I've got a lot written out. Don't worry. Ah, there we go. Yeah, thought as much. So I'm just gonna go to the default, and um, well, actually, I've I've been playing Four Guys again, which uh rekindled my love for the game. It's still just as daft. It's still clumsy. Um, that's what I love about it, really. Um, I haven't played for like two seasons it's on season five right now so i haven't been playing since season three which uh maybe it was like a snow one but uh, we've got some new rounds the, the new one has a uh, it's got quite a jungly indian giant jones vibe to it um but make it inflatable everything's inflatable and um i just missed out on season four which was like tron futuristic so whilst i've been away I've had those, like, a bounty of new levels, which has been fantastic for me. And uh, there's one in particular, I think, from, like, the last season, where uh, it's got, like, a he- like those hexagon doors from Takeshi's Castle. And that was, like, my favourite part of the show. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, I get to play that. And it's only briefly, but it was wonderful. They, they managed to pull that off, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, but how yeah. frustrating Fall Guys would be if it was like to catch the castle and no one ever won. <laughs> <laughs> Only once did someone win. Was it once? I, th- Just... I thought it was twice. Oh, maybe twice, but it, did, I, I, did... I've never watched it. Like, I mean, I, I feel like I've watched all the reruns and I've never seen the one where they've won. No. <laughs> was, was it Takeshi who won? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yes. I just wish there was a... Uh... They need to do, like, they, four guys, um, Mediatonic. They need to team up with Craig Charles just so they can have, like, a Craig Charles. Oh, I can't do his accent. <laughs> just, just do a collab, please. 
the, if we abandon the wacky world of Winks, then, Mr. Ace Lister, what have you been up to this week? Well, back in the day, uh, I, I kind of enjoyed a couple of the Tony Hawk's games, so um, I was scrolling through the Game Pass uh, on the Xbox and spotted Skate 3. Uh, <laughs> I was about to take the piss out of you saying back in the day, and then it dawned on me very quickly that it genuinely was like 20 years ago. Yep. <laughs> I, I owned an original PlayStation and played Tony Hawk's Pro Skate. <laughs> oh. Um, but yes, uh, uh, Skate 3, I, I downloaded, decided to give that a whirl. I ne- I, uh, I'd never played a Skate game mm. before. And to be quite honest, uh, I'd never played a, a skateboarding game that wasn't a Tony Hawk's. Give me, I, give me your, tell me what it was like. Tell me, tell me how you felt. I'm, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> I, I'd just like to, to pimp my uh, uh, the, the fact that last year I played every Tony Hawk's Pro Skater on the, um, well, every Tony Hawk's game on the Game Boy Advance and ranked them for GameGrind.com. What was the best? Uh, I forget. <laughs> On the Game Boy Advance. Ooh. On the Game Boy Advance, yeah. It, it, it was literally 12 months ago. <laughs> um, yeah, Skate 3. Um, the tutorial's naff. It tells you how to grind and jump over things, and that's it. And then it sets you free to uh, into the world where you're supposed to uh, sell skateboards by being filmed doing tricks and photographed doing tricks and I, I that, that those are the two that i could do so those are the only two that i actually attempted the there are races and uh and you have to do stu- a certain amount of points worth of stunts in certain areas and um yeah i, I was not very good at chaining stunts because I didn't know how to do any stunts because the tutorial uh, hosted by uh, Jason Lee as Earl from My Name is Earl um, he, he didn't tell me to... do anything How to do it? I had to, and then uh, jumping, and then I had to do the handstand. I was like, "How do I do the handstand?" Oh, the the right trigger and the right bumper do something. So do the left bumper and the left trigger. That's nice to know. It's okay. I don't think I'll be going back to it. Played it for a, a good couple of hours, but yes. Yeah, it's, it's too hard to do anything because to jump, you have to press down on the right stick and then up on the right stick. It's not just like the Tony Hawk's games where you just press a button and then, hey, I want to grind on that thing, so I press another button. No, you have to actually land your board in a certain way on the thing, which I could only do about 70% of the time. It's just like in real life when you're skateboarding, you have to just use your thumb to flip the board up and you use your thumb to flip it down. If I wanted to skate in real life, I'd skate in real life. You told to skate in real life. I am. <laughs> is, that, is that all you've been playing, Ace? Just two hours of skateboarding? 
did some uh, VR with Lethal VR, a um, game where it gives you certain, uh, it gives you different weapons to accomplish different uh, targets, uh, things. You have to shoot the targets as they appear. You have to shoot a certain amount of targets in a, a limited time. It's it's okay. It's more of a tech demo, really, because it's, it's literally just I did it all sat down, and there's even some it, it puts a because you're in this like arena and all the the things all appear around you. Um, there's one where it builds a room around you, and you have to uh, shoot through window various windows and uh, skylights to uh, hit the targets and I did that sat in the comfort of my chair even though I had to lean or you know ideally walk over to these windows to shoot out of them but no just did it reach uh shoot no missed let's try again ah there we go yeah I mean it sounds like you had more fun doing that than skateboarding which is probably going to hurt Winx's feelings but you know we can look we can look beyond it you it's might be in sports <laughs> just wait until you get skate via then you can throw up but like would be gnarly yeah let's see if you can land that move 70 percent of the time in vr race eh? hmm. <laughs> um is that is that all ace it's all i'd plan to talk about yeah <laughs> great that means it's my turn fantastic um i've been playing as Winx has already mentioned, Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 the official video games trademark. Um, it's awful. It's terrible. Don't don't spend your money on it. It was a free trial on Steam this weekend. Um, also, Sega don't listen to this because we're trying to get some free stuff off you, please. I'm sure they don't. It's fine. Um, we did a a game grin Olympic, shall we say? Um, four of us took part. It was me. It was Winks here, my dear friend and no. sporting rival, uh, and also other members from Game Room, Steve and Jess. <laughs> and we ultimately the the way the way it worked was it was broken down. If you won or you finished first of the four of us, you got three points. Second, two points. Third, one point. And if you finished fourth, you got nothing. Um, and pretty much the whole, all of the events were dominated by me and Winks. Uh, either one of us won it or the other one did every time. And in the end, I was defeated by a single point. And, you know, and I was humble about it. I was definitely not bitter in any way. But upon reviewing the video footage of the 100-meter sprint between myself and Winks, in which I definitely won first, <laughs> I was shocked to discover that the game had given her the gold medal. <laughs> mm. and nothing I, th I think this this summarizes the game better than any review possibly can but i spent the whole was was it six events we did i think yeah. i spent the whole six events thinking i'd won because i thought i had an extra point because i, I won the first race and then at the end to be told that i finished second by a point i was confused then upset and then depressed so of course i immediately loaded up the twitch video on demand which you can see at twitch.tv forward slash game grin 
to check for yourself about this definite result that I had. And I, I rewatched the 100 meter sprint and about 50 meters in, I see my weird marshmallow man costume that I'm wearing. Zoom past Winks as she saunters to the finish line, shall we say, whilst I break the sound barrier. And then, then I see it, the little, the little list of winners. I see Steve in fourth, Jess in third, and then me, little old me in second, despite the clear visual evidence that Winks was second best. And I'm never going to let it go. I'm so glad we got that in video form. And I've been watching it uh, yesterday and today because I'm editing video for it for YouTube just to compile it down. And um, yeah, it tastes good. Your, your tears taste, taste very good. You. you know that you know that scene in Doctor Who where the old man is like waving and crying. That's me when I watch it, just to the screen. I'm just caressing it as I win, and then that screen comes up that says I didn't win, mm. and it's it's terrible. Or it could just be lag. I don't... No, no, it's not possible. Um, video evidence suggests I've never seen a horse race get decided by lag view. Mm. Mm. Imagine mm. if you were at the bookies and you won, and then the bookies person i don't know what they're called <laughs> came over and was like actually your horse lagged your second you'd be fuming you've lost three quid i don't know what people bet on horses horse racing is bad it's my tip for the day but you know what isn't bad the reannouncement of dead space which is being resuscitated by ea after its rather Average response to Dead Space 3, which feels like about 30 years ago now. Uh, they're finally bringing back a full remake of the original game in an attempt, it seems, to revitalize the whole franchise. Whether that means we'll get a remake of the whole trilogy or a remake of the first game will lead to other things, it, it remains to be seen. But what do we all think of the, the announcement of the remaster or the remake of Dead Space? It's another Mass Effect legendary edition i don't think you've ever played mass effect or dead space ace based on that comment i mean it's just they're, they're remaking a game that's already out you can still play it on modern systems is it in space it's a mass effect game halo is, it's mass effect is is dead space on modern systems though? i thought it was i thought it was ps3 and 360 is it not backwards compatible on Xbox One? I don't know. It's not very good for people who've got a PlayStation, is it? <laughs> I mean, it's still available. Oh yeah, but it, this is this is a remake. There, I, I get what you mean about Mass Effect. That that is just three remasters, really. But this is a completely overhauled game, which will look different, hopefully, and play better, hopefully. Not to the same I scale. Mean, we don't uh, know anything about it. Oh yeah. Well, but when. When you say that there's a, a remake from the ground up, that would imply it's going to be completely recreated rather than just polished up. I thought that's what um, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition was. Oh no, this would be like the comparison of like almost like a Final Fantasy VII uh, remake, right? Yeah, but not a... not nearly as detailed. Nor will they do. Um, yeah, they won't veer from the base. past as much. <laughs> no. Oh, actually, you know what? They probably will. I wonder. Would they though? Because they say that it's going to be a more immersive story. And what's more immersive than just messing with the timeline and then just doing your own thing? So, What's more immersive than the Dead Space remake as a live action game? Ooh, 
Oh, you know what, actually? Because it's on the Frostbite engine. What if it just turns out it's all a hallucination and uh, Isaac's just a coach for like an EFL football team? He's actually just in FIFA. Well, that you went for the EFL and not just like the Premier League or something. Why would you go for the... When, when, I might sorry. have forgotten what the Premier League was called. When, when, Rhodes, when you said live action, I thought you were going to say live service. Well, I mean... It is, if yeah, it, it is so. If it was a live service game, would that not make it more horrifying than it was originally? <laughs> you I, go into a room and it's like, oh no, you've got no ammo. Pay 99 pence. I mean, wasn't that like Dead Space 3? No, Dead Space 3 was just a garbage multiplayer game. Oh. Yeah. I, I mean, they probably, would have, they probably would have worked towards it, but I did like the kind of like, the hype. Wait, no, no. I do remember there was like, you could pay to get more crafting equipment, right? It was like the whole gist of the third one was, well, not the whole gist, but the, a, a large part of it was cra the crafting mechanic, which kind of broke the suspense part of the suspense base game. It did have crafting, but I thought the paying for like crafting equipment and stuff, I thought that was Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Maybe just people shouldn't just try and shove in crafting mechanics because in places where it doesn't really fit, or at least do it with care. Yeah, but what will they charge you for? Um, you get Dead Space on PC, by the way. Ah, yeah, maybe they'll put Dead Space uh, Ultimate Team cards. You can get your favorite Ooh, Necromorphs yeah. and uh, pay <laughs> pay out of the year to get your gold one. Your platinum. You know what? You know what is easy to monetize? Mm -hmm. Skateboard decks, which is what we're likely to see in Skate Four when they release that. What do you think about that, Winks? I. <laughs> I hope they actually go as hard as they did with Skate 4 as we did with Dead Space. Like they, EA went so hard on Dead Space as a franchise. I think that's probably what killed it. Like they just, they played that franchise way too hard. Like they made like an like a film and like had comics and stuff. Skate they kind of just cool. yeah they did. Skate they kind of just were like poked it with a stick. Like make another one quick. Like, oh, we're bored of it. Mm. But um, there are so many good th like there are so many things they could do in Skate Four, but I doubt it would be a Skate Four. I think just like how Dead Space is a remake, I feel like the next Skate Four is gonna just be like not a remake of Skate, like the first one. It'll just be like they're just doing the foundation of like making Skate work on the Frostbite engine. I'm assuming they're gonna use the engine because it's EA. Um, yeah, it's the only thing they use. <laughs> Hopefully, they put. A Good tutorial in Skate 4. We, well, we're not going to have uh, Coach Frank in it. What's his name? Earl? Oh, I forgot his real name. Jason, <laughs> Jason Lee. That's it, because he's got some shady Scientology stuff going on. But, uh, and... Don't we all? <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, at least I'm having... Like, we showed nothing, just like the um, Dead Space uh, announcement. It was just another announcement that this game is, is in the works. Uh, now, like since yeah, but... a month ago, it's like okay, cool, thank you. Did um, it still get you very excited when you saw it, though? Not particularly. I, I mean, I was excited by one person because, like, just because I recognised them, I was like, oh, that's that's a music artist. But like, literally, I was like, okay, cool, mocap. Oh, there was one bit actually where someone enthusiastically screamed, "Oh, you can climb now!" And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that that is cool i guess in the franchise but it's like that's not a thing that's not really like a an amazing little tidbit that oh you can climb up what well, they're doing like a weird mirror's edge parkour crossover 
Mm. Actually, you know what? I would be into that, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, because there's, there's a skateboarder called William Spencer. Oh my, he's amazing. He's like a like the uh, Spider-Man of skateboarding. He's just doing parkour everywhere. He's very energetic and stuff. We'd love to like, I don't know, do like a front flip into a, into a skateboard. Not onto it, into one. <laughs> Only there's a tutorial for, for Ace here. Yeah. Speaking of doing a front flip into things, Segway is not my strong point. I'll give you that, Ace. They are quite difficult. Amazon's new game, New World. Breaking people's uh, graphics cards, especially those very expensive ones that everyone's been trying to get for what seems like forever. Um, why you want like? I mean, the game looks boring anyway, but we'll ignore that part. How how do you release a new game that's been delayed, by the way, many times, and it still breaks someone's graphics card? Because the graphics cards weren't available to test on. Uh. Well, I mean. <laughs> Probably well, true. Is it that? Because it doesn't look very compelling, like you said, but is that game so intensive that it's bricking graphics cards or is it just poorly optimized? Like, yeah, I'm... I imagine it's an optimization thing. It, it does, it creates a memory stack or whatever the hell technical term you want to use. <laughs> uh, yeah, t- technical terms are not my strong suit. But yeah, it, 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 I imagine it causes some sort of error on those specific cards rather than it being too powerful it is good publicity though it's almost like uh that old crisis things like oh the crisis test you know see if your computer can run it but but not i guess yeah but in fairness to crisis if your computer couldn't run it at least you wouldn't burn out your 800 quid for the graphics cards <laughs> I think it's an odd one. You'd think that if, if if a game is burning out someone's graphics card and it's a high-end one, um, I think it's the RTX 3090 is doing, you'd think it'd be burning out ones that were far below that level as well. But like, like A says, it could be an optimization thing. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just bizarre that it would affect the high-end ones. And for once in life, as poor folks who can't afford to either spend money on or wait on websites refreshing links to get these graphics cards because both of those things are stuff i don't have we we are laughing loudest right now without shit mine's literally working hard just to run discord so i'm you know i'm jealous still i just pick up that new steam direct note steam link steam what's it called steam steam deck Deck. there we go announced during our off week yes Oh, yeah. I mean, we can say a little bit about that now if you want. Steam are doing a new handheld console. Switch Pro. Switch Pro. Console. It's ugly, though, isn't it? Does it do you not think? It's There's a game little... gear. <laughs> yeah, bigger. it does look like a game gear. <laughs> game gear with like two little mice on the right and left hand side. I'm baffled that they didn't uh, choose to put the best features of the Steam controller onto it. The, um, the, touch, the touchpad, but it's like con- concave. Got that, they? Well, they're, just, they're, they're square no. though. Yeah, they're square. It's not like concave. Well, well, actually, the problem that I had with the Steam controller was that they're concave. If they were convex, they would actually, you know, work on people's hands who have got like think like thumbnails. But it wasn't really that I don't know, on their mind, I guess. <laughs> like I remember when I tried to play on the Steam controller, 
Like I literally just I had to cut them because I couldn't I couldn't play them. And then I was just like, nah, I I need my long nails because aesthetics. My my issue with the the Steam controller being like inverted is that they were it it was in the wrong place. Like where it is makes it really hard for me to bend my thumbs in to get to the bottom. Because if it was like been done outwards, I could have stretched around it and been like, yeah, that's nice. Oh wait, is that have you ever had a Xbox controller? I hate the Xbox controllers. The That's worst. probably why. <laughs> I was wondering if 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 that was a parallel there. Yeah, they... I, I did. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that, that it was such a um, concave uh, angle that you, you had to bend your thumb into the controller. Well, for yeah. me, yeah, it was a good idea, but like they could have actually made the like, made it work if it was convex. Like, if it I mean, I, I, like years and years ago, I, I worked with someone who didn't have a top thumb knuckle. Oh. So he, so it, he had a knuckle where, it, so he could bend it where it was attached to his hand, but there was no knuckle, second knuckle inside his thumb. So he wouldn't have been able to use one of those controllers. Oh. I mean, what are you saying about that, Steam? Eh? You've ruined that man's life, probably. I can't imagine he bought one. <laughs> it's an accessibility issue, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just it's bizarre. I guess that's the problem when you try and redesign controllers, isn't it? You, you think really hard about oh, what's different, and then you do what's different, and then you realise actually the reason the stuff like a DualShock controller works is because it's just worked for ages. Mm. Just just copy Nintendo, whatever Nintendo come up with. That's, yeah, make, make them sticks drift. Come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the Steam Deck looks nice. It's um, it's sort of weird. Those weird touchpads on the front is what do me, but. We'll see. We'll see if Valve still support it in ten years or about three months after it comes out. If it, we're based off those Steam machines, given, given the price, I don't think so. It's it's very cheap, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. They're going to be making enough. Yeah, they're going to be taking a loss, kind of like the Nintendo route. Well, isn't the idea that they they sell for a loss but make the money on the it, games? Well, exactly. I don't think and Nintendo everyone's waiting for so. Steam sales to buy their games. I don't know. Well, yeah, but Steam still take fucking 95 million percent cut, don't they? So it doesn't matter. You sell a game on Steam and Steam tell you to pay them. That's true. Speaking of companies selling video games, Netflix. There's a company that looked at the Google Stadia and went, that's a good idea. That worked really, really well. Let's copy that. So people with a Netflix subscription will, although there is no announced date for this, will be able to stream games to their television and or mobile devices if they so wish. Um, personally, I, I think it's a terrible idea, just like I did when the stadium was a thing, because most people don't pay for the quality of internet that allows you to do this. Um, but, but where's everyone else falling on that one? Yeah, I, I, what, what games are they going to do? Because they, they've already done, I guess, quote-unquote games with uh, Black Mirror and Stranger Things, and there was a, Bill, there was a Bear Grylls one which I played, which was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was, it's all quite a novelty, and I thought that was just it. But, I mean, if they're going to really go into it, I mean, I assume it's not going to be actual, like, uh, AAA or even indie games. It's, it'll be all the same ilk as uh, Bandersnatch. Uh, yeah. Apparently, well, according to what 
Netflix are quoted as saying is that they'll be primarily focused on games for mobile devices. Hmm. Gacha on Netflix. I can't wait for it. Stranger <laughs> Things gacha. There we go. <laughs> I I can't see it really working. I don't think the Netflix audience is the target they want for those kind of things. Like, I, I think that Netflix have heard people saying, oh, this Utomic service, it's, it's like the Netflix of games. And they've thought, oh, why don't we be the Netflix of games? <laughs> Without thinking past that. Yeah, mm. it's just... The thing with... Like, I, I rip on the Stadia all the time because it was a flop. But the thing with the Stadia that made it a somewhat cool so, idea... Sorry, it is a flop. It's it's still available. No, I don't. I don't believe you. It's I still flopping. It's well, aren't we all? <laughs> I shouldn't be hosting these things. I don't know why you let me. Um, but yeah, but the, the thing with the stadium that made it a somewhat interesting idea was the idea that Google put a lot into the hardware that would stream to your television or stadium device, whereas Netflix doesn't seem to have that. They just seem to be, be like, yeah, yeah, you can play games, and everyone's like, oh, you know how? And they get, and they're just like, you, you can play them, and then was like, but how? And they're like, you, you can. I guess it makes no... sense, like with the mobile thing. Now that I think about it, if it's just from the app, because I mean, we watch Netflix on your laptop. You just watch it from your console. You watch it on your phone. So naturally, mm. I would assume mobile games. But like, what mobile games? I guess I'm not really the core audience. I can't really say what mobile, like the last mobile game I can properly think of other than Pokemon Go is like maybe Flappy Bird. But, uh, oh, actually, you know what? If they do Crossy Road, I'll be down for that. But surely the, a lot of these games are just games that will be free to play on a mobile mm. phone. So why would you be like, well, I better put it on the TV. I'd love a 1080p <laughs> version of Candy Crush. Maybe less space. Oh, yeah. Just like, why? I, well, the, the, at the Play Store uh, started fairly recently allowing you to stream games, didn't it? Or yeah, it's a Samsung paid... Galaxy thing. Oh, yeah. It is like Netflix, it is a paid service. But yeah. I guess a lot of people have Netflix. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, you, that is you, true, I suppose. Like, you, you, don't have so to, you don't have to download the games. You just tap mm. on it and it, it streams it to your device. Mm. Hmm. Uh, that is a good point with, with Netflix, like you say, Winks. A lot of people do have it. So I suppose there's no harm in adding these things if they can. It just it feels odd, especially if it is just mobile games. Like, it, again, like most of the games you'll put on there, you think, like, well, I can get these for free anyway. Like, what if they put Pokemon Go on it? It's kind of like, what, what good is this on my TV, really? Yeah, why would you go with your Pokemon Go on the TV? <laughs> just like using your fucking tv remote to like spin your ball around and throw it you'll have it on you like a like a one-man band <laughs> constantly look like you've just stolen a big tv oh you do bear grills go oh no you can't it'd be great it'd be like well actually I, when i when i did play it i thought i was just i don't know make him drink pee or nibble on some like rogue bear poop but it wasn't as funny it was just like oh got a choice to go down a creek or go down a steep hill where are we gonna go and then it's just it's the same thing it was nowhere near as in depth as bandersnatch but like do you think they'll 
make games of that ilk? Because I know there's like an audience, like maybe like motion, full motion videos. Are those games just those old games you've got on DVDs though? Isn't that what they are? Mm. Like where you get like like the old Harry Potter DVDs and you'd be like, Professor Filch has seen you in the hallway. Where do you want to hide? And like, you just pick like a directional arrow. Like that's what they are, aren't they? They're not games. They're just interactive movies. Ooh, hold on. I said it. I said it. (laughs) No, no, no. You fight me if you want, pal. I won the 100 meter sprint. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you lost, but uh, neither here nor there. Can't believe you would do that to me. All right. Anyway, moving on to our final topic of the day. Um, I don't actually have any funny quits for this one because it's not really a, a laughing matter. Uh, about a year ago now, I think, we were sat on this podcast talking about Ubisoft, weren't we, Ace? And just the horrendous things that they were doing. Everything about their company was poor, and it's sadly, a year on, seemingly still infecting a lot of big companies that we all grew up and loved as children and now as adults with Activision that most recent to be uh, i think they've been taken to court in fact they've, they've been sued by yep. people mm-hmm. they had employed or st- maybe even still employed obviously it's not outlined who they've who it is who's putting forth this case towards them um to, to spare those who don't want to hear the details what's going on essentially activision have been not treating not been treating their people who work there the best um some very awful treatment of especially the female members of their studios by what has been dubbed fat boy culture. Um, Yes, I know. Brilliant. Um, It's led to where we're at now, where there's been an outpouring of support and outrage, um, support for those who have been affected and outraged towards Activision for allowing to go on. And recently, a not-so-great message from the CEO of Activision has not gone down particularly well with the staff or with the gaming community at all. And we're currently at a point where, as of recording, I believe those working at Blizzard are considering a walkout, although I don't know if that's gone ahead as we as we stand, but it's definitely something on the cards. Um, yeah, how do we all feel about this? Unsurprised, but still upsetting, is it not? Isn't that just so such a shame that you'd say, like, unsurprised? It's like, it's the amount of instances... And times that this has kind of happened, I think we can name like three right now that we've got Activision Blizzard, and we had Ubisoft, and then we also had Riot Games, who also had a walkout. Like yeah. was it last year or the year before? But it's just uh, I believe that was last year. Right. Oh my god, it's just it's insane. And 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 I I didn't even know about the the coining of the term uh, fright boy culture. What what they've been saying because that in in of itself is inexcusable behavior regardless of what the uh boys will be boys it's it's essentially saying that kind of it's kind of diffusing it i know it's but the, these people are like grown men they're adults and they're acting yeah beyond it's not even immature it's like it's evil yeah it's purposely putting other people down because of their background whether it be their gender ethnicity sexuality it, it doesn't matter to them they they just think that it's all fair game and if they find it funny you should find it funny mm-hmm. um which is not the case and um, there was there was anything from harassment all the way through to just refusing pay rises and promotions to people because they were female and 
I think I said this last year when, when we spoke about Ubisoft, and I'll read it right now. This this isn't a gaming problem. This is a society problem. This affects every business across the world. Um, it's got nothing to do with video games. It's got a lot to do with a toxic masculinity within our society, really. that That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we are a gaming podcast. We'll focus on the gaming aspects, and we don't want it in the companies that we put our money into. Um, but it's something that has to change, not in games, but in society as a whole. Yeah. And it's it's such a shame that it's it's become such a prevalent um, reoccurrence in the game development and publishing industry. It's disturbing. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think I can say anything extra to that. It's, it's, there's been lots of people um, talking about their, the, the problems they've had either specifically at Activision Blizzard in the past or uh, with a, a company that they no longer work for. Um, the, the, uh, as you say, it's a, it's a societal issue. The, the, the men in power think that they're in power because they're men, not... Well, and, and sometimes they are. <laughs> they're yeah. not any good at their job. It's just... <sighs> Horrid. I know there's a union, but it's it's still in its early stages, and I think this is just like this this is the start of something more concrete. And obviously, I, the, the the dirt needs to be swept out first. This is why we're getting so many news stories about it because there is like a turnaround for it. You know, people who work in the industry to unionize. I don't think that there's a a union in America. Um, not, but uh, there, there not. is there is Game Workers Unite in the UK at least. Ah, yes, no, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we've we've got more workers protection laws in the UK. Yeah, um, so for things now. like unions for, yeah, for now. <laughs> Bloody Tories. That, that's another. <laughs> that's another subject. Join yeah. us on Thursday for our political podcast. <laughs> no, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a good look for Activision or the games industry. Um, but it's something that has to be put out there if this is happening. If this is happening in Activision, the, the best way I can put it, if, if this is a company of thousands of people, if you like to understand that, to think that that's been swept under the rug for so long, and you know, if you and if you're comfortable with it, I, I would recommend reading into some of the stuff that happens because when you realise how horrific some of it is you'll be shocked that something in such a large company could be swept under the rug for so long. And that really puts into perspective those companies, you know, I, I used to work for a game studio, um, which when I started had a hundred people in it, a hundred people versus thousands of people, you know, imagine what was going on there that you don't know, when you would just exist within like your two or three person team. Like it's, it's crazy to think that in a company that widespread, these things can happen. Um, so it's, you've got to consider like how much it affects those smaller companies where those voices aren't going to be heard because those people are not going to say they aren't important but because that studio doesn't break the news like they probably wouldn't rise to the top of most read articles and things like that on websites and also there's like obviously a connection between game developers publishers and the news outlets like we we want to have that relationship but if 
we have like a lot of external journalism they if they want to have a good repertoire or like just good relationship they have to not shake the boat too much because they could just deny uh any content it's like and that's and that's a really messed and messy relationship just there it's like almost not really bribery but like just like you know i will take this from you and you won't be a reputable news source or we won't give you stuff first and we'll focus on a different news source that we find more appealing to us and that will bend to our wants and needs yeah i mean that again that that's definitely another part of the problem isn't it when mm-hmm. when the gaming companies can i'm not going to say control the media that reports about them but when they can hold such a level of power over them to mm-hmm. a point where if you like you said if you rock the boat they can take away everything that makes you relevant it makes it harder for people to talk about these things like admittedly we can talk about it in, like freely because a i don't think ace cares that we do that and he'd rather we did than we didn't yeah. uh, and secondly activision don't care about us so we don't get anything anyway <laughs> we can't rock, <laughs> can't rock a boat they ain't there you know <laughs> um but yeah it's it's important that people discuss it from websites to people on the street and it's like like i said it's not about gaming even in your place of work they say that silence is compliance and it's true if you see these things happening in the workplace regardless of where you work or what you do if you don't speak out you don't help those people who are struggling or suffering you are part of the problem and everyone has to work together to make it better we live in a society i mean can we end it on a joker reference is that a thing <laughs> not seen that still how can you how are you referencing the joker i'm not referencing the joker <laughs> Well, I've been saying it to my kids for years. Don't be a git because we live in a society. Mm. At what point do they graduate to the bit where you change git to dick? Don't be a dick. Um, about three more years. No, that's all right then. What, for all of them? Yeah, yeah, because the old, eldest will be old enough the, and the others is just whatever. I can't be bothered to, t- to say it four times. Is it like martial arts? Where you get like a black belt or a red belt, is this you get better, better more curses, swears. more swears. Can they say shit yet? Are they allowed to say shit? No. Oh, you're boring, man. Good. They, they do, but I'm not supposed. To. <laughs> they get the other side of the sandal. <laughs> the fluffy side. <laughs> right. Anyway, we'll move on to our main topic for the day. Um. This is something I spoke about with a couple of friends not long ago, and I thought it'd be interesting to discuss here. Um, mostly revolving around uh, Endream's newest VR title, Fract, which is coming to the PlayStation in September as an exclusive virtual reality title. And one of my friends made this point of saying, isn't VR suffering from all this exclusivity? You know, you've got bloody PlayStation exclusive, Oculus exclusives, Facebook buying Oculus, and you have to have a Facebook account that people don't want. And, Blah, 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 blah. There's so much stuff to prevent people from getting access to everything in terms of VR. So that is my main topic and my question to you both. Do you think that exclusives are hindering the progression of virtual reality? It's interesting because the actual headset itself is, it's like, it's tethered to the platform. So it's like, it's not, well, it's just like consoles where you've got like a PlayStation, you're going to 
if you get a PlayStation 1, you can only play Final Fantasy 7 on PlayStation 1, you know, is there, there. But if, because there, if, there, if, if you were able to have your, like, you just pick up a headset, like I bought a PlayStation VR headset, if I could use that on a, like, with my Steam library, or with my Oculus library, that'd be a different, I feel like that would open up the net a lot more, like, sure, they'll take the money, like somewhere but at least you'll be able to play your games and you wouldn't have to buy three headsets if you wanted to play Lucky's Tale or Fract or Half-Life Alex, you know? So in in one way like yeah exclusives are hindering but it's also some of those exclusives are so lucrative that I I would if I had the money I would definitely want to invest in it but then it would just be like that whole that 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 point in uh the the late 2000s where it was just a lot of like peripherals, like rock band and ga- like uh, guitar hero, just have a, a crap ton of peripherals for no reason. Well, I, I guess you can make the argument though with guitar hero, at least those peripherals were what 60, 70 quid. So, yeah. And didn't they work across as well? So if you had a guitar hero guitar, it would work on rock band, for example. They did, but yeah, that's true. But that's two games. Well, not two games, there's two franchises. Mm. Yeah, it's still it's still bad. It was like what, yeah, sixty oh, yeah. seventy pounds, but then that's for a fake guitar. Yeah, <laughs> but then if you inflate that to headsets where it's you what three hundred to eight hundred, depending on what model you get. Yeah, I don't really think it's hindering because most titles are um, are limited time exclusive. Well, like eventually, there's lots of games that have been released on Oculus, and then six months, a year later, they're released uh, for Steam, so you can use them on any um, headset. True. I think... Do you, what... do you, do you, which, I know you've got a VR headset. Which, which VR headset do you have? Uh, Oculus Quest 2. So when you see a game, even if it is a time exclusive, coming to the PlayStation Media that looks interesting, and say, like... How how do you react to that? Or even use it something like I mean, not necessarily a horror fan, but Resident Evil Seven. It's one of the biggest VR games that I know, and that's still a PlayStation VR exclusive, as far as I'm aware. I didn't know it was VR, but um, I I don't really have a response to that. Um, when Fract was announced, I, I thought it looked interesting. When it was announced as PlayStation VR exclusive, I thought, oh well. I'll, I might check it out if it comes to Oculus. I'm not, I'm not that excited by any VR title, to be quite honest. To 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 um to get a different headset just for a title. Yeah, yeah. especially with the range that we have so far, because with the Oculus, like that's the one that I would probably most go for. If it wasn't for the fact that you would have to have a mandatory facebook login and i'm just trying to crowbar myself out of that and with psvr like it's in a weird transitional phase where it's still got the old accessories in the ps4 and ps3 the ps3 move especially which is um, like just mind-boggling that it still uses that something that is so old tech and at the same time like scarce and then then you've got the vive which is or the the index which is great, and like that's like, what I would preferably want, but I also don't have that cash to burn, so I'm kind of just 
stuck in the middle. And then with the tying it together with the exclusives, like I really want to play Half-Life Alex. Uh, so probably an Oculus or Vive would be the best suit for me. But there are some like like you said, um, with Resident Evil 7, like i I'm really interested in that. And the game that I'm the most excited to look forward to to play in VR is like because I've played a lot of them, but one that I haven't played yet is Wipeout. And I love that franchise, I love that series, and I really want to get that experience, but it'll only be on PlayStation and unless the PSVR two is gonna knock my socks off i'm probably not going to ever play that unless i happen to know someone with a psvr so i I think that i mean that that was the point i was getting at isn't it it's they're almost like console exclusives at this point because of the cost of the headsets but I, i think what what does mean is that there's no reason for those games to be tucked away behind each other. Like, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to plug an Oculus into a PlayStation and a PlayStation VR into a PC, let's say, which I think you might even be able to do, to be honest with you. Let's be honest with you. There's probably yeah. a way of doing it. Um, but they're intensely designed so that they're hard to work with other software if you even manage to get them up and running on them. Um, but it's all business at the end of the day. It's like console exclusives. You know, the people... They make things exclusive, so you buy their hardware. It's just a shame that things are pigeonholed behind such an expensive piece of equipment, uh, especially one that's in such an infancy where you, you feel like if more people were able to get into it, those those gains we get would be so much bigger. I, th- I think it was Ace who was speaking earlier, who was playing a game that was he enjoyed it, but it felt like a tech demo. And that's kind of the feel I always get with VR when people talk to me about it. They're always like, oh, it was good. You know, it felt like we have a tech demo. And it's like, maybe they got rid of that exclusivity paywall, like just, you know, made a joint effort to get past that sort of stigma of VR games are just tech demos. Maybe they'd have more luck in the future with more successful games. Well, let's just all get a Nintendo Labo and just be happy with that. Or the what the Google Cardboard or whatever. Oh, the Google Cardboard. Wow, they are poor, aren't they? Back to Stadia. Oh my God, Stadia VR. No, please. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the Stadia flopped. Like, they don't give them more ideas to abandon. Stadia, Stadia Cardboard. Flopping. Look, Ace, <laughs> flopping. It's <laughs> off-putting. <laughs> oh my God. I think you definitely hit the nail on the head, though, when you said... We're talking about like exclusive, well, not exclusive and inexclusive, but like it's almost like a console in a console. Mm. It's, it's it's another layer of like just shelling out money, which I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, you can't avoid it. And yeah. but it, yeah, I think exclusivity is kind of it just is what it is. It's whatever. The, the thing for me is I, I don't like exclusivity necessarily on consoles anyway, but I think when it comes to VR, it's take a playstation vr for example you need a playstation a playstation vr and then the game just to get to that point oh and at some point sometimes you might need a ps3 move really yeah so like yeah if you want to if you want to have like a proper controller you know don't just want to have the standard ps4 controller if you want to have like motion sticks you've got to get a ps3 move they won't. so expensive as well. And I, you know, exactly. I, the, the, 
like separately anymore like is that not a thing oh yeah you can buy them separately go go buy one go buy one for 60 pounds on top of getting a VR headset which is 270 they're definitely 110 pounds right now there we go that's even more than the last time i checked so so go figure that is an insane amount of price so what what's the like vr headset for a playstation like 300 quid or something it's like 270 something it's around you might as well just get either a switch or an oculus or just imagine just imagine yeah, the start pack is 349 pounds oh so you're at 460 just to get like the full vr experience you don't have the console yet yeah or the move but that, at that point by the time you've got a console the headset the move you could get HTC Vive or the Steam, the the Valve one, the common yeah. Cool. yeah, but then you need to buy a PC to run it. Yeah, oh. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have to have a PC to run it on. So there's just it's just money, money after the money. Yeah. It's just you know. So you I think when... be, you have to be Bezos essentially at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just go up to space and build your headset up there and come back down. Hmm. Uh, I think that is all we do have time for, though. So. Thank you for listening, and an even bigger thank you for subscribing, whether that's via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or our RSS feed. Is that even a thing, Ace? Is that a thing people use? It's a thing people use. I just don't believe you all. Why is that in this outro? In my bunker, I use it. All right, okay. It's to get people to come to (laughs) GameGrin.com. I mean, I'm pretty sure the only people who listen to this podcast are the ones that come to GameGrin.com anyway. Please tell me, Ace, is that true? Can you can you say that on the recording? You can't, can you? Anyway, you can leave a review <laughs> on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, or post a cheeky comment on GameGrin.com. I hate this outro so much. It's so cheesy. You're using the old outro, that's why. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's the best part. You know what? Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and all that bollocks. And while you're at it, game on. 